0: Hello and welcome back to QC Uncut. Uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers. And today's guest is not only a local newsmaker, but a national and international newsmaker. Uh, he's Chad Pragraki. He started off in East Moline, and he has gone on to see the world um, in his uh, Living Lands and Waters program. Has done a lot of fantastic stuff to help the environment and has really done uh, an amazing effort into making the world a better place. And so, Chad, I'm really happy to have you on as a guest on the show. We're going to talk about uh, uh, the new Bison Bridge as well as Living Lands and Waters and all the other awesome stuff you're involved in. Thanks a lot for being here.
1: Hey, I really appreciate you having me and uh, appreciate uh, everything you do, man, as a journalist. So, yeah, no, I'm
0: just, yeah, thanks, man. Let's talk. Let's start talking about Bison Bridge since that is what is on everybody's mind right now. It's an amazing <laughs> Colossal project that's coming up. Um, first up, how did you get this idea? How did this come to you? I mean, was this, was just one of those things where you're driving by the bridge and you're like, you know what? That'd be a good place to have some bison. <laughs> first of
1: all, I totally admit it is very outside the box. Into mm-hmm. if you don't hear it into a bigger context, or if it's not said in a bigger context, it does sound crazy. Yeah, and that's what that I really do appreciate the time spent with me today, just kind of hearing more about it and, and the why and how and all that. So how how I came up with, with the idea was it wasn't overnight. I've actually been working um, on the plan, not specifically for the bridge, but the land uh, around the bridge, mainly on the Illinois side. I had this idea to have a small herd of bison uh-huh. uh, 20-some years ago, I actually hired a plane and hired Greg Bull that worked at the Quad City Times, the photographer, to go up and take pictures of that area. So I've been working a long time. And then when I found out that the bridge – well, let me jump back. Then five years ago last week, um, a tornado ripped through the exact area that I've always wanted to restore into native prairie grasses because – Interstate 80 has 42,000 cars traveling on it a day, and it's your, either your first impression of Illinois or your last impression of Illinois, your first impression of Iowa or your last impression. And after that tornado ripped there and broke all the trees, and IDOT, um, Illinois Department of Transportation, didn't have money budgeted that year for major you know, demolition of all the trees. So it was just sitting like that, and it looked terrible. Mm-hmm. So I this terrible thing that happened because it destroyed some houses could be uh, a great opportunity to start the restoration I've always wanted to do there so then I called my college roommate which used to be the CFO of IDOT and he put me in touch with Kevin Marchek that ran District 2 which is for all the Quad Cities all the way over the Indiana border surrounding Chicago 19 counties and he was in charge of the 74 bridge project Great guy. I didn't think the meeting would go as good as it did. He basically, I pitched him like, hey, I'd really like to do this. I'm not asking for money. Just, you know, help uh, in whatever way you can, and and money's not – he said, "You know what? We are the Prairie State. That sounds like a wonderful idea, and we'd love to park with you." Turns out, you know, five years later, it was the luck this restoration uh, IDOT has done when it comes to Prairie and working with a partner, and and we think uh, you know it's uh, turned out beautifully. And then, in the process of doing that, I heard the bridge was coming, and um, and it really was like I was driving. To the bridge, looking at it, and thought, "What if this westbound lane was just literally more grazing ground?" Because I had, I had seen some wildlife bridges on, on, uh, on some videos, you know. That had Got like 1.4 million hits in three weeks, the one in Utah, and and so it was becoming, and other ones, just people in Banff and places. So I thought, why couldn't this be the one, and not only the one, but the longest one in the world? And so uh, that's kind of how the idea came about. And then uh, there's a lot more to it and i'm sure we'll we'll get to that but yeah that's in a long story that's how it happened but it wasn't overnight so that's why that answer took me a while
0: now what gave you the idea for bison i mean obviously bison were uh, a native species that roamed these prairies before they were settled and so they were uh, indigenous and um certainly plentiful here prior to to you know it's uh um you know, settlement and and yeah. turning into the cities and what have you. But that said, uh, obviously uh, that hasn't been the case case for a while. So, what gave you the idea to um, to to bring the bison in, and also um, what problems may need to be overcome in regard to that and getting them to to you know come in here to domesticate, to settle, to you know continue to use that bridge instead of kind of seeing it as being sort of sort of strange interloper into then uh, a natural environment you know
1: (laughs) i i totally agree so um so bison for me i mean like you said they used to be here and Mm -hmm. and i've always said we're not talking like giraffes and and uh right and elephants they they really were here and not only were they here but there was there was estimated to be 60 million at one time north america and then they were they were shot You know slaughtered down to like less than 10,000 and then somebody had the idea or a group of people to save them and so long story short uh you know they were what was once here And, and this project is really about celebrating the history of the area not just by humans but also by wildlife it's repurposing infrastructure and all of that um but beyond that the I'm not a bison expert and I'll be the first to say. I'm just I admire the species and they're hardy and they're tough and they were here and and so I've always thought they were really cool even since I was a kid. But I'm not an expert. So what I did is I asked a girl on our staff, I said, Can you find me the top five bison experts in the country? Mm-hmm. And She came across uh, mainly out west and then a couple out east but there was one in particular person um Jason um uh, that uh had done a similar project and, and is very well educated and uh, he let uh, a group of, I think, nine or ten bison go on his reservation on the Wind River, Wind River Reservation and uh, and so I watched a couple videos of this guy, I'm like, this guy's amazing and I looked at his resume and he's I think he has a couple masters degree at least one masters degree in soil and water conservation and then and in, is in, in, in a bison expert and so I'm like like, that sounds like a guy I'd like to talk to. I reached out to him, and uh, he is, like, all about it and wants to promote bison. And, and you know, for him, it's spiritual, and, and uh, he's very passionate about it. And so he's been a great addition to the team. And then um, and then, actually, I'm actually meeting with somebody from Niobie Zoo um, that um, – I forget his title, but I met him on Saturday. Um, And basically what Thursday night was, the kickoff, was to here's the team, here's the idea, here's the plan, but we have a long ways to go and we need a bigger team and more diverse team. And so not only, um, you know, two people in relation to the bison, but then uh, uh, a young lady called me, I actually say young lady because I don't know how old she is, I've never met her, but <laughs> she she worked for the National Park Service managing a herd of six bison, and that's about the amount of bison that I think would be good here, and they, they live um, down in Oklahoma at the National Park Park Service she works for and they were on 90 acres that's similar size so I'm meeting with her and the guy from the Zoo. they're both friends and I'm going to have coffee with them on Saturday and uh, so you know I, I'm trying to build a really good team that can answer all the specific questions about bison but at the end of the day I just think they're really cool they were here they should be celebrated and in some cases brought back one point that I w- I have learned though from Jason was the best way to acclimate to new surroundings, to the bridge, and to the land, is you get them while they're young, and then they sort of grow up and and in, in that situation, and they don't, you know, they're fine with it, and they're very adaptable. What I've been told, and, and uh, very hardy. So, um, yeah, I know I feel like all my all my answers are really lost uh, really long, but it's just it's a very complex actually. Yeah a complex, big, um, big project with big results, hopefully for, for this whole area in the quad cities. And, and so I, I just want people to know that we spent, I've spent lots and lots of time sort of vetting this
0: out before I, I launched that I, ideas are great, but plans mm-hmm. are
1: much better, you know? So, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, and that's one thing. When I saw this, yeah, you know, it obviously was really exciting to see, but the first thing I thought of was, holy crap, Crap, that is gonna take a long time to do. Um yes. what is your timeline? Uh what, what do you think are reasonable goals to hit like at a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now? What are you looking at in regard to it? And again, I'm like I said that to somebody, I said, This might take, I don't know, five, ten years or something. Like, really? You think it's gonna take that long? And I said, Yes. Think about the massive amount of work that needs to go into this. Um, you know, it, it's gonna take quite a while. So what what are you thinking in regard to timeline what are some of the goals that you'd like to hit at each step of the way i'm sure you guys have started to map this out and think about where you want to be at certain times
1: sure no great great questions uh so so one of the positive things is so timing is everything and and as far as i've been told um on the you know they're building a new bridge and 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 so that's that's on its own own thing. But as far as timing in order to keep this bridge, I've been told that we are in a perfect spot to be able to tee this up, to be able that this is a doable project. and I've been told by Kevin Marchek, which was the first person that I I went to at the IDOT that was in charge of District Two, worked for 39 years, and was also the person in charge of the 74 bridge, and and I I would just offer up I'm sure he he'd talk to you on on a podcast anytime he's wealth of knowledge but so um and and also matt hughes too to explain this in more detail like politically where are we with with people who have we talked to and and what's the consensus there so um but i I don't want to speak for kevin i i you know i'll let him tell you but the timing is really good on this and and so he retired um and then several weeks after he retired or real soon after he 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 came to work on this project because it is so unique and and such a a really cool, iconic thing. And so anyway, the timing is I, I, I understand it's like six to seven years is when they would be replacing the new bridge. I don't know if that's it's done or or they're just starting or what have you. But it is on the fast track. Illinois is the lead the gas tech from what Kevin has told me has helped speed this along they've already done their initial um evaluations on it now they just actually IDOT Illinois Department of Transportation just hired the first um consultant so that's done and, and it's moving like really fast uh faster than what he would have anticipated. That being said, we're in a great position to do it. The construction for what we want to do, again, we're just keeping the bridge. We're not building it. Uh So... I mean, there from the videos and, and the drawings, there you know there there's a lot of work to do. But in comparison to building, you know, a structure like a bridge, it, it, it's a lot less time. I can't tell you how long it would be, because truthfully, programs like this will hopefully get people involved, and and we want to make we want. I just threw out the vision of what it could look like, and and the sky's the limit, but. I need a lot of public input to what people want on there. I want ideas, and it's been so good. Uh, 99% are positive, some are negative, but I I don't mind the negative because it helps shape what it'll end up looking like. That being said, um, how long it will take from start to finish to do it I don't know, but certainly not as long as it would be to build a new bridge, you know?
0: So you're looking at um, it's probably going to be six to seven years before the new bridge is built. So you guys can't really start this for another six to seven years until the new bridge is built because obviously they got to replace the old bridge. So then whatever would happen with your building this project, it would have to happen six to seven years down the line from now in all likelihood. Right. Okay, yeah, and, and you
1: know what, typically I'm, I'm I mean personally I'm I'm not, like impatient and, and I'm just wanting things done, want things done. But working with both Matt and Kevin, um, you know, on realistic time frames, they've they've prepared me well and I truthfully think it's 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 a blessing because we want public input, we want people to help us figure out the what this thing could look like and um and, and I'm fine with that, and it just it gives us time to be more prepared. So if we do get the green light and the alignment is conducive for keeping this bridge and everything lines up, then we'll have a great plan, and, and we won't be rushed, and, and we'll do it right and do it in right. and something worthy of, hopefully,
0: a national park.
1: And that's, that's my A
0: game on that. Well, yeah. I mean, that's actually, it's an advantage. I mean, if they were tearing down the bridge a year from now or two years from now, you would not – have the benefit of that lengthy time to really plan everything out and to make sure that everything is good to go. Um, yeah. What looking ahead now, you know you've got maybe like six years. To, to work on this thing what do you do right now how do you secure funding how what are the things that you guys have on your to-do list in regard to building an organization to getting the right people involved with this project to make sure that once you can hit the ground you hit the ground running and that you've got reliable funding because obviously this is going to be a multi-million dollar project it's going to take a lot of funding
1: absolutely so the, the one thing too is is what the time is in, in between now and then um and, and i just want to be clear if if the alignment goes right and uses the old piers, which we don't think it will but it could and that's what the cheapest most cost effective uh way for the taxpayers is to build a new bridge so be it you know and, and that's okay but it, it this is This is if we have the opportunity to do something really positive for the Quad Cities, and we'll get to that. But uh, um, honestly, I just forgot what your question was.
0: (laughs) What do you have on your to-do list over the next six years, and how do you get funding for it and, and get the right kind of people together on it?
1: Thank you. So the the first thing is is honestly um, is to just um, keep people informed and, and touch base with you and 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 everybody else just to let them know the progress uh, on what's happening and just keep people informed. And so you, you can bet that you know I'll just every time something new happens I'll be reaching out to you and all that. So keeping people informed. And so in regards to the money, I'm not looking for uh, for money from the government to do this um i'm convinced through my years of of living lands and waters and building wonderful relationships with with companies and individuals all over the country i vetted this with some people that i thought would be interested in it and and even my board of directors which are all really impressive uh, a group of wonderful impressive people every person has said that they don't think that the money is going to be an issue because it is so unique it is so cool and and that you know This is, and if it is of, it's not just for the Quad Cities. Most of the money that I raise, I don't see it even coming out of the Quad Cities. I see it coming from all over the country because it would be adding a national park and something that already has a built-in audience from outside the area as well as inside the area. And speaking of money, the thing is, one of the most important things that I want people to know is that If we don't take advantage of this opportunity and we lose this once in my opinion, once in a lifetime opportunity, then we're actually going to have to pay 30 to $40 million estimated to tear the new yep. down and build another lane which be used for bikes to connect the quiet cities because that is something everybody wants and it needs so we're going to have to pay as taxpayers 30 to 40 million dollars to lose the opportunity and so you know in addition I'm not looking just to build this thing I'm looking to sustain it for 15 to 20 years and turn that over to the National Park Service and so you know and and to, to, give it so it can have some legs on sustaining itself and then keep, keep the organization going and the operation going just so it can, it can add in that fun. But, you know, I, I mean, not everybody likes bison. Not everybody wants to walk on the bridge. Not everybody wants to stop, but everybody has a say in what their tax, tax dollars should be paid, paying into. And so that's not my plan by any means to, to use money from the government to build this. And I think it's a project of the people, and that's that's what it is. Yeah.
0: Now, um, obviously, you've got another bridge that's being built, and potentially torn down right now in i-74 bridge there's been a lot of talk about repurposing the old i-74 bridge as potentially an entertainment venue or something like that obviously the whole bison idea would not work for i-74 bridge because I don't think the bison are going to be herded into downtown Moline or Davenport although you know the the bison might like bad boys pizza Chad I don't know never we'll know. see. you never know but still like have you everybody likes bad boys pizza it's a good place Except the, I'm sure the bison would enjoy it. Um but uh nevertheless uh um, what what have you learned or gained from, like, have you guys looked at the current project in regard to I-74 bridge? Is there anything you can learn or take away from that? And also, was there ever any consideration, not for a bison uh, based uh, a bridge, but um, did you look at any of the plans that were put forward in regard to, hey, let's save the old I-74 and turn it into a music venue or a park or something like that? Did you guys look at that at all, or have you looked at it? So, i you know had this idea for quite a while prior
1: to me even thinking about that the problem with that idea is it's only an idea for a music venue right. or what you in the cities both turned it down and there wasn't a team in place or somebody driving that ship to repurpose it 10 years ago and so contracts have been signed i mean it's far down the road you know the off-ramps i just drove by there the other day before i came back to the bar here and uh you know they're 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 demolishing i mean it's 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 and i don't like to say no to anything but i was asked so many times by so many people if i could help with it and i never told anybody why but because i had my own project and here's the difference the one with that bridge because it is 74 it is in the middle of the quad cities all the money to maintain that not that it couldn't be done i mean there's wonderful ideas that for it It, would the fundraising it would be hard to raise money for that particular thing outside the quad Cities, so Uh the money would come in sustaining it from there and and then you don't really have an audience is is like if you're driving on Interstate 80 and there's something right next to Interstate 80 that you can literally see from there, way more people are going to stop by the thousands instead of you know th- seeing part of a bridge. I just I think it's more of an attraction and it also has a function one is just a pier it's a dead end pier and i'm not dogging the idea i love the idea if it can be pulled off please do i just can't help with that idea you know right but the thing is, is the Bison Bridge serves as a function, like for just local, um, as the 74 Pier would do, but this is like, this goes all the way across the river, it connects the, the bike path, it would essentially between the 74 New Bridge and the Bison Bridge, It's about 21 miles, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the full loop of bike paths as they stretch that bike path out to Leclerc, so it, it would really serve a purpose as well, and the 74, is it's like apples and oranges, but i'm I like both you know I just can't spend my time and energy on on two it would it would make i don't think either would happen, and I think the timing is not good for the seventy four but and that's kind of what I've
0: learned from that what i've heard you know gotcha um what kind of educational and outreach programs would be tied in with this project because it seems like a natural for um, synergy with local schools in regard to teaching kids about the bison and the surrounding ecology and the overarching plan of how to do this. And along the way over the next six years, how can you outreach with whether it be Western Illinois University and their students and their, you know, uh, ag program or local elementary and high schools? How can you outreach with with schools to kind of loop them in and maybe get them involved involved and teach them how how is this going to be made what is the what is uh you know the process of something like this being brought to life so i
1: i, I love that you said that and actually that was brought up by um a very it <laughs> helped me a lot on on this uh, on this bridge here um uh with the marketing but they i asked them you know cuz i gave my presentation and was practicing and they're like well, what is that about and then, out exactly what your question was how do you get this involved education and all that western and by the way Western did reach out and wants to do uh some some programming with us and interns and and i think we're definitely going to tip them up on that offer for sure um but so this is another thing like we have lots of time to to build a good committee of people and a team of people and and um, and you know well beyond my ideas um, I think I have a few ideas but people that are actually in education I will help shape, um, our our whole our whole deal
0: so now, how does this fit into your overarching philosophy with living lands and waters and um, how do you think that um, this will help foster greater care for the environment and bring in new generations to an awareness of how important conservation and ecology is to our community and our world
1: first of all I just want to compliment you man I, like wonderful questions and and and, and thank you um, and I do have to jump off after this but um, so that, that because it, it really ends on, a, on something I want to drive home is that the bison is something people love to view wildlife. And 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 not only bison are there, but somebody emailed me and said, hey, don't forget about the eagles. And they're right, you know? Right. So, but wildlife, it gets people to stop. It's something totally unique, one of a kind in the world. and But the the real thing that's being focused here is is the Mississippi River, mm-hmm. but also the Quad City area and all the other things it has going on. And that's why I wanna bring to a national park so people make it a destination. They'll come to the park, but they'll go to all the other wonderful things we have. Like, you know, I could spend, and you could too, I mean, we could spend five days talking about how many great things that Quad City has and truly what I want. I want people to stop there on their travels. I want people to make it a destination. And I want people to come to the Quad Cities and basically put the Quad Cities back on the map. And I think this, as crazy as it sounds, will help do that. And uh, anyway, so, but I do have to go and I would love to be come back on your show anytime there's opportunity. And you can bet that I'm going to you and, and your fans uh, um, uh, abreast of everything that's going on, and, and uh, as we move forward. And 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 if you're ever wanting Kevin or Matt, to come kind of more specifics about about uh, that, I'm sure they would love to, and I'd love to facilitate that for you, man.
0: Awesome. Chad, I, I look forward to having you on the show again and keeping us abreast on what's going on, and of course I would love to have Kevin and Matt on. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. I know you're a really busy guy, and I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us here at QuadCities.com. So take care, and uh, we'll be in touch. Okay, buddy?
1: One, one, one last thing. If you really think this is a cool thing, the one thing I would ask for right now, it's not money. It's just going to Bison Bridge, bisonbridge.org and signing up. And just because we need 50,000 signatures, I think in the last four or five days, we've, we've, I think it was 7,051. We've got a long ways to go, but that'll let IDOT know both Iowa and Illinois that you know a lot of people care about this and think it's a great idea. So that would be very helpful. Thanks for your time.
0: Thank you, Chad. Take care, bud. See you, buddy. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to QC Uncut. Uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers. As always, check out QuadCities.com. We have got a special Bison Bridge section right here at QuadCities.com. You can go and check it out. Everything about Bison Bridge that we have reported, all news all everything upcoming you want to stay in touch you want to keep in the loop in regard to what's going on with bison bridge you got to go to quadcities.com and check out our special bison bridge section it's right there on the main page you just scroll down underneath uh, the current news headlines and uh, right there there it is bison bridge So please go check that out. And, again, thanks so much to Chad Pagracchi. He's an awesome guy, and uh, we're looking forward to having him on the show again. Um, He'll be a regular guest here as this um, project progresses, and we'll be talking more about all the things that are going to be happening with it over the coming years. So, again, thanks a lot for tuning in to QC Uncut. I'm Sean Leary. Have an awesome day.